Welcome to the Slobber and Hog. Phew! That was a close one. Arkansas squeaked out a win against Missouri State last Saturday. Aaliyah, how were you feeling when you were watching the game? Well, first off, that statement was embarrassing in itself. <laughs> you know, the fact that we barely squeaked out a win against Missouri State. Well, how are you feeling? Well, I was very pleased with the very last portion of the game. Well, I got to say, Sam Pittman, Coach Pittman, he's got to be pleased. In one sense, of course, frustrated that they didn't play better last Saturday, but I can't imagine a better attention getter for uh, for the team. If they were getting a big head or thinking they could look past an opponent, all he has to do is go back to that game, and surely he's got their attention. Now, if you were to ask me, Aaliyah, for a recipe for an upset, for an inferior team to beat a better team, I would give you probably a recipe with four ingredients. First, turnovers. Second, poor tackling. Third, penalties. And four, uh, some kind of special teams big play. Actually, Missouri State got three out of those four ingredients in the game last Saturday. And probably Arkansas should have lost. Thankfully, they didn't. Um, and and as I was thinking about this, um, I can't help but imagine that a lot of you Razorback fans out there, when you saw the Missouri State game, it started bringing back bad memories from previous seasons. And I, too, started reflecting on some of the games that Arkansas played against lesser opponents. Um, and it, it got me to thinking about something I remember from Sesame Street. There was a, a Sesame Street deal that, that would say, which one of these is not like the other? So, Aaliyah, we're going to play which one of these is not like the other. And I'll give you four. Okay. You ready? Sure. San Jose State, Western Kentucky, North Texas, and Missouri State. Which one of these is not like the other? Missouri State. Yes, exactly. Because Arkansas got beat by San Jose State, got beat by Western Kentucky, got beat by North Texas, but won against Missouri State. So even though it wasn't a great game, we didn't get beat by them, thankfully. Now, I got to give some respect to the Missouri State quarterback, Jordan Shelley. Um, he, he, Although he got sacked a lot in the game, he stood in and played a strong game. 24 for 43 passing, 357 yards and a touchdown. He was the key. He was, as they say, the straw that stirred the drink for Missouri State. And I've got to give Jordan Shelley some respect. By the way, I hope his younger brother ends up playing for Arkansas in basketball, but that's another story for another day. Um, To me, the game was really four games within a game. Uh, Follow with me here. So, The first game within the game was the first 20 minutes of the game. Missouri State led 17-0 after the first 20 minutes. And during that first 20 minutes, Arkansas punted, fumbled, fumbled, and punted. Now, one of those fumbles was on the one-yard line. And it was literally while we were going into the end zone. 
I imagine the game would have felt a little different if Arkansas would have scored that touchdown, but they didn't. And you had that first game within the game, Missouri State 17-0. Now, the second 20 minutes of the game, the second game within the game, Arkansas led 17-0. And yes, as we got into the third quarter, we were tied 17-17. You know, honestly, from the, in those first two segments, even though the first segment didn't go well for Arkansas, I wasn't worried yet. Second segment went about like I expected. What got me worried was the third game within the game, the third segment. For the next eight minutes, Missouri State outscored Arkansas 10-0. to And when that happened, when, our, when Missouri State went up 27-17, to I thought, uh-oh, we may be in trouble. But thankfully, there was a fourth game within the game. The last 12 minutes of the game, Arkansas scored, outscored Missouri State 21 to nothing. 21 to nothing in 12 minutes. Thankful that that last segment was there. And so, of course, if you've done the math, the final score ended up being 38-27, a win for Arkansas over Missouri State. A win is a win is a win. And whether it's ugly or whether it's beautiful, man, I'm glad we won. And I imagine if you were to ask Northwestern, Today, would they rather be in Arkansas's place or in their place? They would say they'd much rather be in Arkansas's place. For even though Arkansas got an ugly win against Missouri State, Northwestern got beat by Southern Illinois last Saturday. And oh, by the way, Kansas State also wishes they were in Arkansas's place because Kansas State got beat by Tulane. Every week, we see one of the one of the higher profile D1 teams get beat by somebody, somebody they shouldn't lose to. Thankfully, Arkansas didn't get beat by Missouri State. They won. Um, but, you know, that's got that game has got a lot of people nationally and some people locally doubting Arkansas. In fact, one guy from A&M, from an A&M, Texas A&M site, even picked Texas A&M to blow out Arkansas. Now, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, as far as our picks last week, Aaliyah's pick was 47 to 7, Arkansas over Missouri State. She was a mere 29 points off. <laughs> My pick was 66 to 24. I was a mere 31 points off. So technically, Aaliyah got closer again. But what do you mean, technically? I think I got significantly closer than you. Two points. However, we were both so far off. I don't know if either of us ought to, ought to count that one. Now the I per, still count. The pros were forty-nine to twelve in their pick. They were they were twenty-six points off, and the Joes were forty-five to nineteen. They were only eleven points off. So the Joes got the closest in the picks, but the closest pick overall. I got to give a shout out to little Archie, the youngest guy that made a pick last week, predicted. Arkansas to beat Missouri State 37 to 26. He was only two points off the actual score. Way to go, Archie. Um, good job. You got anything to say to Archie? Good job, Archie. So uh, we're going to go ahead and intro this week's opponent in a slobber and hog kind of way. Texas A&M. We play Texas A&M this Saturday, 6 o'clock p.m. It's at a neutral site. It's in Jerry's world in Arlington, Texas. 
The game's going to be televised on ESPN, and it's a battle for the Southwest Classic Trophy. Of course, Texas A&M is a SEC West opponent, so this is a this is a very important game. Arkansas is three and zero on the season, one and zero in the conference. Texas A&M is two and one on the season, zero and zero in the conference. This is a big top twenty-five matchup. Arkansas is ranked number ten in the country. Texas A&M is number twenty-three. So this is a major game. It's also an, an elim- elimination type game in the SEC West. Um, of course, you know, um, maybe a team can survive one loss, but it's still a, it's still an important game in the West. Um, Aliyah, do you know what town Texas A&M is in? Uh, no. College Station. College Station, Texas. Hmm. And as you might guess from the name, College Station is named for the college. <laughs> it, it was actually, the college was formed before the town was formed. Um, the college, Texas A&M, was founded in 1871, and it was thanks to uh, a federal act in, of Congress, the Morrill Act in 1862, which um, paved the way for uh, funds to go for uh, the establishment of colleges many colleges across the country. Texas A&M was one of those. Uh, Texas A&M sits on 5,200 acres in College Station, Texas, one of the largest campuses in the United States. Now, do you know their mascot, Aaliyah? A border collie? Well, I mean, that's their physical mascot, but do you know what their mascot is? Texas A&M what? Aggies. Aggies. Do you know what an Aggie is? Uh, something to do with agriculture. Yeah, I guess it's like an agricultural student, um, maybe maybe a farmer, a, a rancher, I guess. Um, of course, as you said, the actual mascot is a, is a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Reveille. It's Miss Reveille. Whatever. Now, what, what do you think about a dog versus a hog? Oh, well, a hog wins. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, certainly a, a Razorback versus a Border Collie. I would think a Razorback would take out a Border Collie. Um, Beware the hog. Indeed. Kind of kind of stands out. you got a shirt on that right now says Beware of the Hog. Now, the all-time record between Arkansas and Texas A&M, of course, they've played a lot more than most of the teams in the SEC because, as you know, Arkansas and Texas A&M used to be in another conference together, the Southwest Conference, which is now defunct, but now they are West Conference rivals in the Southeastern Conference. Their all-time record, Arkansas has 42 wins against A&M's 33 wins, and there are three ties. So the overall record is Arkansas 42 wins, 33 losses, three ties. Now, last year, Arkansas ended a nine-year losing streak to A&M, and I always thought that was pretty embarrassing that we lost nine years in a row to Texas A&M. We can thank the Brett Bielema era and the Chad Morris era for that statistic, but thankfully last year, through Sam Pittman's coaching and the team, we won against Texas A&M. Now, I grew up with Texas A&M Aggie jokes. 
Have you ever heard an Aggie joke? No, I haven't. Okay, well, listen, if an Aggie fan listens to this podcast, I'm not really mocking you, but I've got to give a good Aggie joke because, like I said, I grew up with them and, um, you know, I'm not a fan of the Aggies. I've got some good friends that root for the Aggies, but I've got to share one of these. So it was reported that a small two-seater airplane crashed in a cemetery near Texas A&M campus located in College Station, Texas, early this morning. So far, the Aggie Fire Department has recovered 300 bodies, and they're still digging. Further developments will be posted. You got nothing, Aaliyah? No. Do you get it? No. Oh, goodness. Maybe you're a dumb Aggie. A small two-seater plane crashed in a cemetery, and they dug up 300 bodies. Get it? How does this have a relevance to Aggies, though? Dumb Aggies. The Aggie Fire Department responded. Oh. (laughs) This really blew up in our face. Okay, okay. Um, I apologize, Aggies. Apparently, we Razorback fans aren't all that bright either. (laughs) Okay, Um, so the big question is, can we connect Texas A&M or College Station to George Washington? I bet we can. Let's start with Edwin Jackson Kyle. Now, Edwin Jackson Kyle, who is he? No idea. Did you know that the Texas A&M home field is called Kyle Field, and it's named for Edwin Jackson Kyle? See, Edwin Jackson Kyle graduated from Texas A&M. He became a professor there, and I think maybe ended up being a, a, a even a president of the university. He also was named ambassador to Guatemala by President Harry S. Truman. Now, President Harry S. Truman was the vice president for President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And Franklin Roosevelt is a cousin and admirer of Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, the president. And Theodore Roosevelt is the eighth cousin six times removed of George Washington. So there we go. (laughs) In fewer than six steps of separation, we've got a connection from Texas A&M to George Washington. Bringing the cousins in. Well, I mean, cousins is closer than a lot of other connections, I guess. True. Okay, moving on. Let's get to our What the Hog segment. This is where we raise our concerns and share our gripes about what has happened and what is yet to come. What happened last game, what we're concerned about, about the upcoming game. Um, So I'm going to stick, first of all, with a prevalent theme that has really gone through all of our What the Hogs so far, and that is Arkansas's secondary. First of all, Arkansas secondary is wounded. We've got Jalen Catalan out for the season, and Ladarius Bishop has been injured, and we're not sure whether he'll play on Saturday. But on top of being wounded, they're also erratic. And one guy that I think represents this erratic play is Jaden Johnson for the Razorbacks. 
I hate to pick on an individual, but his play represents the play of the secondary. Jaden Johnson will have big a big play one moment, and the next moment it seems like he can't tackle a guy, and the next moment he takes a bad angle, and the next moment he makes a play on the ball. And way too much of that erratic play has happened in the se- secondary. Poor tackling, poor angles, poor coverage. Statistically, the Arkansas secondary is abysmal. They are ranked 131st in the NCAA right now in pass defense. Aaliyah, do you know what that means? No. That means they're last in all of FBS college football in pass defense. Really? Dead last? Dead last. 131st. The secondary of Arkansas has looked lost at times. Now, the good news is Texas A&M hasn't been spectacular passing the ball. Even though the secondary for Arkansas is giving up 353 yards a game on average, the A&M passing game has been pretty uh, pedestrian. Now, maybe it's because they haven't played us yet. (laughs) After Saturday, (laughs) they may have much better stats. But um, hopefully... Uh, Arkansas can can reverse the trend, but I'm not real optimistic. That's why it's in the mouth. What the hog? What about you? Do you have a what the hog? My what the hog is the entire first half of the last game. Okay, um, I can guess why. Is there a is there a reason why you chose that? Because it was painful to watch. Yeah the the play was. Uh, Pretty rough there for a while. The turnovers, the the uh, three and outs, yeah, pretty frustrating. Now, um, the uh, even though the Arkansas defensive line and linebackers have been getting good pressure, um, they were less consistent versus Missouri State. Even though they got some sacks, uh, I, I mentioned in previous episodes that we had been steadily improving in the percentage of times we had put pressure on the quarterback for the opposing team. Against Cincinnati, we had gotten 22% of their snaps. We had gotten pressure on their quarterback. Against South Carolina, it was 28%. Unfortunately, against Missouri State, it was only 19%. And really, that's mostly due to that first half. Um, We did much better in the second half. Additionally, though, our turnover margin against Missouri State was three to zero. In other words, Arkansas turned the ball over three times. Missouri State didn't have a single turnover, and one was um, one was just uh, really impossible. When Rocket Sanders um, got uh, got the the helmet of the opposing team hit the ball, I mean it's almost impossible to hold on to the football. But the other two clearly poor ball security. Um, now, I have some worries about A&M. Um, I watched a big part of their, their game against Miami, and they, they showed a good defense, um, a good defense that was impressive versus Miami. Uh, Texas A&M, their scoring defense is ranked number nine in the country in the NCAA. They're only giving up 8.67 points per game, which is, like I said, good enough to be ranked ninth in the country. Now, something's going to have to give on Saturday because Arkansas's scoring offense is ranked 39th in the country. We're averaging 37.7 points per game. 
Texas A&M's only giving up 8.67. So somebody's going to break their norm. Now, Texas A&M special teams are solid, and Texas A&M also has a special weapon in Devon A-Chain. He's fast, he's skilled, and I apologize if I mispronounced his name, but, but I watched him against Miami, and when he gets a crease, when he breaks a tackle, when, when they missed a tackle, he was gone. Um, now, I, I've got to say, one gripe I had from the Missouri State game is really an anomaly. Most of the time, I've been pretty pleased with the play calling for Arkansas this year. But on fourth and nine, do you remember the fourth and nine call where versus Missouri State that was just really baffling? It was fourth and nine, and we went for it on fourth down and just handed the ball off. Yeah. Yeah, Rashad DeBinion gained five yards, and we turned the ball right over to Missouri State. Now, Sam Pittman was asked about that that play call. And I got to say that, um, you know, I, I appreciate Sam Pittman's stand-up response. He said that the look that Missouri State had showed them uh, suggested that a run was going to be effective. And he, then they hoped to surprise them with the, with the run. And Sam Pittman said, unfortunately, it didn't work. You know, he didn't make excuses. He just stepped up and, and, and called it like it was. Uh, but I, I, I felt it was a strange call considering that we were down 17-7 to 7 at the time. Um, mostly, though, the play calling hasn't been an issue, but I got to call it out when it is. I remember you mentioning something about them doing run-run-pass combinations. Yeah, yeah, a little predictability at times. Um, let, let's move on, though, from what the hog to great expectations, and I've got a few of those. Aaliyah, before I get into mine, what's your great expectation? Um, Drew Sanders played really well um, towards the end of the game, especially got, you know, sack a really nice tackle mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it was really nice to see that when we started, um, when we started getting in the rhythm of things, like we had a touchdown with two passes in 16 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, there there were some good moments. Now I've already mentioned the guy who predicted an A and M blowout on Saturday. By the way, he didn't didn't share a score. He just said they were going to blow out Arkansas probably because um, of what had happened against Missouri State. But let's not forget Texas A and M is two and one on the season, and here's what they've done so far: they beat Sam Houston State, an FCS school, thirty-one to zero. They lost to a Sun Belt school, Appalachian State, 17-14. to And they won against an overrated Miami team, 17-9. to So they're not exactly impressive so far. They're not exactly on fire. And sure, Arkansas hasn't been perfect, but I think people are overplaying what happened last Saturday. Much is made of Arkansas' struggles on in the secondary, and for good reason. However, let me lift up a few positive stats. Arkansas's rushing defense is number seven in all of college football. They've only been giving up 68.3 yards a game. Texas A&M's rushing defense is 83rd. They're giving up 154.3 yards per game. Arkansas's rushing offense, number 10 in the country, 243.7 yards a game. A&M's rushing offense, 112th. 
105.7 yards per game. So even though our secondary has stunk, our running game is good, and A&M's running defense is poor. Now, as for penalties, Arkansas's had its share problems, as I mentioned before. However, A&M, just in the short time that I watched them against Miami, they had two players ejected for targeting, helmet-to-helmet targeting, in the first half. And they had, last week, four players suspended for breaking team rules. That suggests to me that there's some issues in the A&M team. Um, A&M's O-line struggled at times against Miami. Miami consistently got pressure on the quarterback, mostly just sending four people um, in, in, in pursuit. Did I mention Arkansas is number one in all of the NCAA in sacks average per game? Averaging almost six sacks a game right now. And uh, A&M's offense has struggled. They just switched their quarterback, which is not a great sign, two games into the season or three games into the season. And hopefully the Hogs are going to get Slusher back this week and Dominique Johnson finally. So there are some reasons to be optimistic. Some of the Hog highlights from last week, Matt Landers, seven receptions, 123 yards. Bryce Stevens, how about that punt return, Aaliyah? Oh, that was my favorite. 82 yards for a touchdown. Finally, Bryce Stevens had a big punt return that didn't get called back. And how about the Sanders brothers? I've said it every week. You mentioned Drew. Drew was on fire Saturday. What a hit, that tackle you you talked about when he threw the guy down. He had 12 tackles, two and a half sacks, one pass breakup in Saturday's game. And did you know that he is the number one Sack, he's got. No, he's leading the NCAA in sacks for the season. I'm not remotely surprised. Number four is Jordan Dominic on our team. We've got number nice. one and number four in the nation. And then how about Rocket, his brother? He rushed for 167 yards and a touchdown. He had 73 yards receiving and a touchdown. He's number one in the SEC and number four in the NCAA with 440 yards rushing on the season. So the Sanders brothers are playing awesome. Now let's move on to pros and Joes. They say that the game this week is um, a 2.5 point spread favoring Texas A&M, which is stunning to me. The pros of all the pros and all the predictions, their average is Arkansas 25, Texas A&M 3. The most favorable score for A&M was A&M winning 24 to 14. The most favorable score for Arkansas was Arkansas winning 38 to 27. Now for the Joes, the average score was Arkansas 32, A&M 23. The most favorable for A&M was A&M lead, winning 38 to 35. The most favorable for Arkansas was Arkansas winning 41 to 20. So you see again, the pros and the Joes have a similarity. They both pick that they both pick the score 23 points for A&M, but for Arkansas they pick a touchdown difference. Aliyah, what's your pick for the game on Saturday? 34 to 27 Razorbacks. All right. For me, my pick is Arkansas 31, A&M 20. So we'll see. 
hopefully, hopefully we'll all be right because we all, as a group, at least on average, picked Arkansas. Now on to the when the slobber drops. I made another error last week. I know, I know, you're shocked. Two errors in a row. I called Northern Illinois the Salukis instead of the Huskies. I apologize. As far as our pick three, I went two and one. Aaliyah went one and two. Our current standings, Aaliyah picking by mascots is four and five. Aaron picking by schools is five and four. So I've got a one point lead right now. This week's pick three, are you ready? Yep. First one, Rainbow Warriors at Lobos. Lobos. Okay, Aaliyah picks the Lobos. I pick the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii over the Lobos of New Mexico. Okay, next up, Rockets versus Aztecs. The Rockets at the Aztecs. Rockets. Okay, Aaliyah picks the Rockets. I pick the... San Diego State Aztecs over the Toledo Rockets. How about the Thundering Herd at the Trojans? Mm, Thundering Herd. You picked the Thundering Herd. I picked the Troy Trojans over the Marshall Thundering Herd. So we will get some separation this week. For our last segment, uh, we'll talk about a Razorback memory. And for that, Aaliyah is going to share her Razorback memory. So um, we had gone to the store as a family. And like most little kids, I was the type to ask for things. How old do you think you were in this story? Do you remember? Nope. Hazard a guess. I don't know. Four or five. Okay. Um, anyways, we were at a store and this doll caught my eye, you know, like a Barbie. Um, but she was in a Razorback cheer outfit. Um, and I pulled enough heartstrings on my dad. He probably had a soft spot since it was Razorback themed too. And um, I ended up getting to take it home with me. And so we were brainstorming names. My dad has always been uh, one to encourage creative names, um, so to speak. And that's when Bonanza Sacerica was um, introduced into the equation. Come again? Bonanza Sacerica. Bonanza Sacerica. I remember her. Um, So Bonanza Sacerica, a Barbie in a Razorback cheerleading outfit. And where is she now? We still have her. Okay. And word has it, she is going to become our family good luck charm for the Razorbacks this season. So Bonanza Sacerica will have a prominent place in the living room each game we watch (laughs) for the rest of the season because mom might argue she uh, has a thing against dolls she'll be fine because we need all the good luck we can get after (laughs) last week's game okay thank you Aaliyah, for sharing thank you guys for listening um if you want to reach out to us you can hit us up on email 
the slobber and hog at gmail.com. And if you want to get us on the socials, Aaliyah. Um, a work in progress. Ah, now, as Alan Jackson would say. So we're still don't have the socials yet. Bear with us. We'll get to it. In the meantime, go hogs beat the Aggies. <laughs> <laughs>